0: Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're an elder, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a volunteer in your local church, Ministry in Motion is designed for you, and we're thrilled that you've joined us. Our guest today is Andrew McChesney, and our topic is building a positive media image for your church, and let's take it from there. Andy, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. You're well experienced in the media. Tell us a a little about your experience and and what you've done.
1: For the last six months I've worked as the news editor at Advanced Review, but before that I I worked for 17 years as a journalist in Russia. Okay, a journalist in Russia, in Moscow? Yes, in Moscow. I went to Russia the same week that I graduated from college in Illinois. And I went there because I really wanted to Achieve something. I realized as a young college graduate I would never be recognized as a journalist in America and I'd end up writing really boring stories about cats cotton trees or stolen bicycles, stuff like that. So I thought I'll go to Russia, I'll make a career there for myself writing about really big stories and maybe in four years time I'll have a name, I can come back to America and do something with that. But after four years in Russia I was already the number two editor at the newspaper where I worked and I thought why stop now? Right. So I worked there a bit more. After five years following that, I realized that my life without God, I was not I was born into a missionary family but I left God as a teenager I realized my life without God was a lot worse than I ever had been with God, so I decided to look for God in my life and searched for God's will in my life God had a plan for me and, and within weeks he may be the editor-in-chief of the newspaper, so I was editor-in-chief of the only English language daily newspaper in Russia for the last seven years. Wow that must have been a what a fantastic journey. It yeah. was amazing with God. Yeah, oh that's good. So I had a staff of about 70 people and so I've taught a lot of journalists how to be really better journalists than they were when they started right. and so this is kind of my background and where I'm coming from when I want to talk about how churches can work better with the media. Because I've worked with a lot of government agencies and a lot of private organizations and I've seen a lot of things that don't work and a lot of things that do work in order to get good publicity and and just re- reports in general in the press. Mm, terrific,
0: yeah. So, Andy, we're just thrilled. You, you come with a, a rich experience. You're highly qualified. Thanks so much for, for sharing your insights with us. Now, why, just to put a, a general question out there to start with, why should a local church be media savvy? What, what have they got to gain by this?
1: A local church has a lot to gain. And I'll just tell you for the starts, why it's important because we have a message to share with the world and how we get that message out. I mean traditionally we talk about maybe literature evangelism or evangelic, evangelistic series but these days people are more and more using media to get their information so therefore to reach people in general you have to be really savvy with the media. Right. And what, what sort of media would you target specifically? Um, for a, tr- a church to target. yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends what the church is planning to do. I mean, the biggest thing is churches need to share the good news. They need to share Jesus and His soon coming. And we do that through many different means. We might do it by some community health centers, by some, conducting some kind of health programs, stress management programs. It depends what you want to get out. Then you can figure out how, which medium you want to use most. And look also at your neighborhood. But, I mean, I would highly recommend starting, first of all, with your website because when you have a really good website, people can actually find out what you're doing and you can post post things on your website.
0: Okay, okay. So,
1: website would be first priority, you'd suggest? Yeah, because I mean, how else will people find you?
0: Yeah, yeah. And how important is it to keep that website up to date?
1: (laughs) Yeah. For my job as news editor at Adventist Review, I visit a lot of churches' websites all the time. Right. In fact, I begin my day the same as I did when I worked in Russia as a, new, a regular newspaper. I begin the day by going through Google News and finding out how often the word Adventist is mentioned in the media. And you'll be really surprised to see that Adventists are mentioned quite a bit, but almost always in connection with somebody dying or somebody was injured and taken to an Adventist hospital or some Adventist sports team, like at the academy, was involved in some kind of giving match. Other than that, there's very few stories about Adventists at all in the secular media, okay. um, and that's a problem because we have 18 million members and a lot of really good news to share. Yeah. <laughs> we have lots of things happening, so in order to really get the message out there, we need to get more into the media than just sports events and when we die.
0: Right, okay. So what, what kind of event would be happening in a local church that you think that a local church could promote and really benefit by that promotion?
1: Well, it could be anything. The most important thing is to have an event that people will find useful. If right. I mean, people want to improve their lives, they need something very practical. So I think that's one reason why many Adventists, for example, have let's say stress management seminars, because mm-hmm. people are really stressed out yeah. and they want to know how to alleviate, alleviate their stress. Yeah. So let's say for example that a church wants to have a stress management seminar, how do they get the word out about that? Mm-hmm. Well the first thing of course would be to put something on the church website about the program, offering all the details that are available about this program coming up. Right. But then who's mm-hmm. going to look at the website? The yeah. Yeah. So next step then is to put together some kind of press release for the media just announcing the event. Okay. Uh, press releases might sound like a lot of work, but they really aren't. Right. The most important thing for a press release is to make sure that you can write it in the style of an actual newspaper article. Okay. That means knowing some of the very basics of journalism. Which are uh, what? Basically it means starting with the first paragraph that explains basically the who, what, where, when and maybe the why, if it fits in there. Right. And then the second paragraph kind of filling out that first paragraph with more details mm then a quote, perhaps a quote from the pastor about the event or the event organizer, and then the rest of the article is just filling out the top information with all the fine details. Okay. If, you can, if you can put together a press release that really s- looks like a polished newspaper article, you can be rest assured that a newspaper will be very likely to take that and just reprint it for you because you've done the work for them. It right. means less work for them and they have to fill their pages somehow.
0: Okay. Now, how's it the best way to deliver that to the newspaper, um, so that they notice it, and they're more in inclined to to publish it for you.
1: Well, you do little a little bit of research to figure out who's at the newspaper responsible for tracking what's going on in the community. Right. Most newspapers have somebody in charge of the neighborhood where you live, or most if they don't have that kind of person that you can reach out to, they might have somebody who's responsible for religion. Okay. and you can contact that person. Right. And if your event's about stress management, by all means check out the lifestyle editor or the health editor and, they, and that editor might want to include that in his or her section as well.
0: Right. Now for many people it can be somewhat intimidating to, to reach out to a, a newspaper like that. What would you say to a person who, who feels a little apprehensive and intimidated by this?
1: Well first of all pray
0: right okay but i'll
1: also say that i mean i'm not i'm naturally a very shy person so i also f- have felt many times intimidated having to make a phone call or meet somebody for an interview. So I think the shoe fits on both feet, as it were. Right. I mean, okay. everybody feels a bit nervous sometimes. Yeah. But quite frankly, we have a message to share, and we have to share it. Exactly. And God can give us the courage to make the phone call we need to make, or actually make a visit with somebody in person that we have if we, if we need to make it.
0: Right, OK. And,
1: and so add to that also, rejection is part of the game. I mean, I think you can make a phone call or, or make a connection expecting to be rejected most of the time. But that doesn't matter. That's all part of success. I mean, if you get one person who, writes, who prints an article out of every 99 requests, you're, you're making progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you're streets ahead. So, but newspapers, they, they are
0: on the lookout for news items like this and, and those types of events?
1: Yeah. The big thing with newspapers is this. is First of all, newspapers these days are really cutting back on staff. Yeah. I mean, advertising revenue is drying up. They're trying to find ways to to fill their pages with information that's useful for readers without spending a lot of money. Right, okay. That means it's a big opportunity for us as a church to reach out. So That, that means that if you can provide information that, that the newspaper thinks will be useful to the readers, right. they'll be happy. If you can provide a photograph or two to go with that, Pressure release I mentioned about earlier, these people, these people will be even more happy because it's really, really hard to find good photographs. Right, okay. So you need a good high, a good high res- resolution photograph and not just a, a mugshot shot yeah. or a portrait or people posing for a picture, but something actually useful. Like if you have a picture of somebody looking a little bit stressed out who could use a management stress management course, you have a winner.
0: Right, okay. Well, I want to explore some more ideas and possibilities with you, particularly with things like Facebook and Twitter and uh, how else a church can raise its profile in the the local community using media. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is building a positive image for your church in the media. And our guest is Andrew McChesney. Andy, we we were talking before about the importance of maintaining a a good website. Now, that doesn't take a lot of money, but what goes into making a good website?
1: So, the most important thing for a good website is to have contact information for people who will actually respond to your inquiries. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Contact information that's active and relevant and people that do actually respond.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think a website needs to have a lot of bells and whistles. It doesn't need to look pretty. It doesn't need to look complex even. It just needs to have basic information that you can easily navigate to find out what you need to know. Right. And what are some of the important things that you would include in that information? Well, the church that I attended in Moscow had... Very basic elements. It had, for example, of course, the name and the address. Since it's in a big city, it included directions how to get to the church from the nearest metro station, right. which could be very relevant if it's a hard-to-find place. Yes. Um, it also included the name of the pastor, the pastor's cell phone number, and his personal email address. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. And the pastor responded? Yes, the pastor is regularly responding to his emails and to phone calls. Fantastic. This church had about 250 members and 400 people attended every week. Wow. But despite that size, the number of inquiries he got were actually pretty low, meaning about one email per week. Okay. But just the fact that he had an email address there that people could reach to him through and that he actually responded made a big difference, I think. Right, okay.
0: Now, people will go to quite a bit of trouble to put together a web- website like that, do all the right things. Does it work?
1: Well, nothing works unless it's easy to, easy to navigate and yeah. understandable. Yeah, I mean, you could have the most brilliant website in the world, but if it doesn't include contact information or if people don't respond to email requests, what's the point? Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, have you got some
1: examples of
0: how people tracked the church, got to know the church, and a good news story as a result of
1: a positive image in the yeah. media? Actually, there are a lot of good news, good news stories about that. I was speaking with a very wealthy Filipino businesswoman a few months ago, and she was telling me about how she was bringing a lot of people into the church. So I said to her, "How did you find out about Adventism in the first place?" She said, "That's a very interesting question. I was not raised an Adventist, and as in my middle age, I began looking around, trying to understand more about life on the internet. Right. And it turned out that this woman happened to stumble acro- across a church website, an average website in California, and saw some YouTube videos that were put on the church website of the pastor giving some sermons. Okay, so this is a, a lady in the Philippines mm-hmm.
0: navigating around the web, and she's finding something from a local church in California. That's, that's the correct. other side
1: of the planet. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? It is, it is. And so she started listening to the sermons because the, the titles of the sermons kind of caught her attention. She saw words about Revelation and the end of the world. And right. She was very curious what that's all about. Yeah and she was really amazed with what she heard and she heard for the first time the words Ellen G. White and she thought, who is this Ellen G. White? So she Googled Ellen G. White mm-hmm. and found more information on Ellen G. White and was really impressed with Ellen G. White's Council on Healthy Lifestyle, Right. and as a result was baptized. Wow, wow. And it's all because this one church in California actively updated their website with the pastor's latest sermons and provided helpful information on how to get a hold of him.
0: And on the other side of the planet, yeah. And now this lady is bringing along tons of new people to, to meet Jesus as well.
1: That's correct. She's very affluent in the Philippines, and so she has a circle of friends who are also very affluent, and she's inviting them to her church and helping them out as they do Bible studies too now.
0: Yeah. Now you've got some more good news story. Let's hear another one.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the most personal one for me is myself. Right. As I said a few minutes ago, I left God as a teenager and only began looking for his will in my life at the age of 33. And I was in the middle of Russia where there's not much in the English language available. I didn't have any access to books that were in English about God. And so I hit the internet also looking for more information. And I also stumbled across several churches that offered really useful advice in the sense of they had both YouTube videos with sermons, but also they offer online publications and articles that the Prepared by their pastors, or maybe there were some kind of clearing center with resources that offered more information about how to live a healthy lifestyle, um, the proper diet, um, recipes, even, and just questions and answers about the state of the diet, stuff like this. So, for me personally, it was a huge blessing to be able to find that information online. Wow.
0: I've just got these images. I've had an opportunity to visit Moscow, and I know how cold and bleak the winters can be there, but to find the warmth of the gospel
1: mm.
0: in such a, an amazing way, a foreigner in a foreign land and yet finding the gospel. Yeah, that's th-
1: wonderful. That's really exciting too because this is the kind of media that's really useful these days, I think. I mean, it used to be people got the information from newspapers and television whenever those outlets released the news. These days, a lot of people look for the news themselves and it's up to the the church itself to provide that media outlet of information. Yeah. So therefore a pastor's sermons on his website become the direct contact with an individual halfway around the world or even in that person's community.
0: Yeah, yeah, fantastic Andy, thank you. Now, Facebook, how, how can that be used effectively, particularly with the, the imaging of the church and profiling that image in a positive
1: way? Yeah, Facebook and other social media networks are very, very useful these days. With some qualifications. I mean, right. First of all, a church has to keep maintain whatever site it's using for social media. So if you open a Facebook page, put your name of the church on that Facebook page, and then never update the news feed, it's going to be use, practically useless. Right. Um,
0: so how, how often should it be updated with a news
1: feed? I think it depends on what kind of content you have to offer. Right. I mean, at the very least, I think it should be updated. Well, also depends on the size of the church. At the very least, I think it should be, I think it should be updated maybe once or twice a day. Okay. I mean, just to make it seem like it's alive and remind people that the church is out there. Right. Um, the kind of information that can be put on there can be anything. I mean, obviously, if your church is going to have some kind of events, it's a mm-hmm. good place to announce those events and keep people abreast of the events. Right. Um, it's, it's very unfortunate that I've seen quite a few evidence churches that actually create Facebook pages for some big event they're going to have, like a big event thousands of people involved, and they update it semi-regularly up until the event happens, and then suddenly they forget all about it. Once it's the, dormant after. Once the event's going on, even, it becomes dead. And it needs to be continually updated and groomed. Right, okay. But if you do that, it can be really, really useful because people then can keep tabs of what's going on. It's a good place because you can showcase photographs from the preparations and the events itself, get people excited about the event. Um, and, and overall, it creates a a sense of community, right? Okay. Plus, uh, no, we all want to reach out to younger people, and younger people are right there. On yeah. Social media.
0: Yeah. So, Facebook is that still cutting it with a lot of the kids today, or do we need to be going to
1: other other media? Well, I think Facebook's a good start. Right. Yeah. Um, most, I mean, Facebook has more than a billion people on board, so that's there's a lot of people there that you can reach out to. Yeah. I mean, Twitter also can be useful. But it's not as popular in the United States as it is, for example, in Russia, right um, but I, I, I tweet all the time, and I think it's, it has an audience that's growing and can be useful, but once again, you have to use it regularly.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: and about things you can put on Twitter and on Facebook, in addition to events, you can, I mean you can tweet favorite passages from the Bible from Ellen White. you can retweet stuff from, from the Adventist Review. we be lots of con- content on our Facebook page.
0: Yes. yeah. that's very helpful, Andy. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is building a positive image in the media for your local church. And our guest is Andrew McChesney. Now, Andrew, who are some of the key people in a local church that can have a key role in raising the profile of the church in the local media yeah.
1: Of course, the pastor has the main role because he's in charge of the church, and as I mentioned, the pastor at the church I attended in Moscow, he had his cell phone number and his email address on the church's website. And not all pastors feel comfortable with that yeah. in mean, this day and age, when who knows who's going to get your number or your email address. And quite frankly, you can also set up, by the way, an email address that's not your personal email address that forwards, is, forwards all emails to your personal account. So it's not an issue. But I mean, the pastor has the time I think it's ideal to put his name and number there just because people will understand the pastor really cares about the people in the community. Right. Of course, some pastors are very, very busy and don't have time for that. Of course. In which case, I would recommend delegating those responsibilities to a communication director. Right. Most churches have... An election in which they choose a communication director. So it's yeah, yeah. a very obvious role for that person. This person obviously needs to have some kind of understanding of the media. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's, it's, it can't really be picky necessarily when it comes to choosing who's gonna do what, because not everybody has the same skills at every church. Yeah. But that said, a communication director can take, up a lot, take off a lot of the load from the pastor by, for example, maintaining or finding somebody to maintain the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. By, having, by overseeing or actually writing news releases for the media mm-hmm. and this kind of thing
0: yeah okay so just recapping some of the key points that we've made mm-hmm. the importance of an up-to-date active website um, other examples like Facebook and when you are when a local church is running an event getting in touch with the, the, the local newspaper or some other distributing type of organization, with a, a, a pre-done press release, and It doesn't have to be a, a long document, we mentioned before, one, two, three paragraphs, and uh, some relevant contact information. So what else, Andy, would, would you say is very significant for a church to raise its profile in the local context?
1: Yes, actually, actually raise a good point, that summary. And the point is this, just because you have an event doesn't mean the media is going to, want to cover it. Right. I mean, just because you even have a stress management program doesn't mean they're going to want to cover that. Right. What you need to really do is find something a little extra to make it, give it a good twist. Okay. So, for example, ask yourself, why would I read the story in the newspaper? Why would I care to read the story if I was reading the newspaper? And if you can answer that question, you probably have a good story there somewhere.
0: Right, okay. I mean,
1: I'll give you a good example. Please. Um, a few months ago, I, I read in on a church publication website online by the way, about a church in Pennsylvania that received some kitchen appliances, some kitchen furniture from the actor Dustin Hoffman. And I thought, that's a great story. I wanna know more. So I looked so I looked around trying to find some contact information for this church. Yes. I found their website. They didn't have any phone number that answered my phone calls during the week, but I found one email address on the site, so I wrote to the email address. Mm-hmm. Um, after a few days, I actually got a reply. Right. That person put me in touch with the head elder who very helpfully answered all my questions about this, and that managed to put together a story. I mean, the story that I knew starting out was just this. An actor gave some kitchen equipment to the church. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good story in itself, but when I spoke with the elder, I found out there was actually a story behind the story. It turns out that the actor had a housekeeper who was Seventh-day Adventist, and because of her faithful service, for the actor, he's doing, it, doing this equipment to the church. So that's a, that's a story with a heart. Yeah, yeah. It's more than just a donation. It's something mm-hmm. about an of witness within the church.
0: Right, okay. So uh, once again, we're coming back to the importance of a personal contact. Yeah. So while the media, sure, it flies the flag and does a lot of good things, there still has to be that personal contact, doesn't there, to, to, to reach out into people's
1: lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I really, like we said earlier, I really recommend getting in touch with whoever's at the newspaper you can find who can be a contact for you in the future. And, like I said, newspapers are really looking, for, really looking for content these days, so they'll be happy that you reached out.
0: Right, okay. Now, and just remind us again of the qualities of a good photograph. What are newspapers likely to publish? Not just a mugshot, not just people
1: standing in a line. Mm-hmm. But the key, key qualities are action. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, action's good. Something that's interesting to look at. Yeah. I mean, the first step is to make sure it's high resolution. Right. Meaning it's really, really good quality and in focus. Sharp. Yeah, yeah sharp. And the second thing is something that's more than a person standing around. Yeah. I mean, every event has its own ideas. But, I mean, for example, if, you're, if the church is hosting some kind of so us say, some kind of mini marathon. I mean, people actually running around the street is a lot more interesting than people just standing around yeah, drinking water. Exactly. So that could be useful for the newspaper. And alternatively, if you have something that you think is very photographic, photogenic, tell the newspaper you have an event or a, a moment they can take a picture and they can send their own photographer over and do it. Mm, yeah,
0: and that that's. An ideal one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Andy, for joining us on Ministry in Motion. We really appreciate your your insights and your thoughts and your valuable comments. And we want to thank you, too, for joining us. A practical program on how to raise the profile of your church in the media using Facebook, using the Internet, using your local newspaper. We want to encourage you to visit our website, ministryinmotion.tv, valuable resources there. Until next time, God bless you.